the IC robots trying to get vaccinated show. Hey kids, it is me, your dude, I see robots, and we're back for what is the second episode of the Trying to Get Vaccinated show, which is the show where, like, I don't know, man, I'm trying to get that shot. It seems like everybody around me is getting it. Uh, my bros got it, my parents got it, my baby kid has got it, my wife has got it, Gino Vega's got it, the Sausagetarian has got it, everybody out there has got it except for me, and that's fine, because I'll, I'll hang and clang, I'll hang tough like the new kids in the house, and I'll... I'll be fine until the day when they open it up to those who are not infirmed and I can go get it. Right now, only the most healthy of the healthy are being blocked because, hey, man, they know that we'll survive anything. It's fine. It's all good. Let's, uh, let's see what's going on with you guys. I don't think there's really, like, a, a whole heck of a lot going on with me. Life is, life is slowly starting to go back to normal. Baseball has started. The, uh, movies are open to, like, a greater capacity. Everything's going good, man. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. Pretty soon I'll get that shot. Then I, too... Will be amongst those who were popping off. Let's see what uh let's see what I got here to open up this week. I picked up a pack of mini mates when I was over at the Walgreens the other day. The wife wanted to stop into the Walgreens, and I myself wanted to go in as well because they have mini mates from time to time. Well, not even from time to time. They have at least one all the time. But will it be one that I want? This time it was, and I was happy enough to buy it. What I have in my hand right here, right now, is the Falcon. And the Winter Soldier 2-pack with the Winter Soldier and Captain America, a.k.a. John Walker, not the one that is Steve Rogers. This is this is from the Disney Plus TV show. I, I've been watching that. I think it's pretty fun. I, I dig it a lot. It's uh, something I look forward to every Friday night. Let's, let's put away the Arthur Fonzarelli Switchblade before somebody accidentally gets hurt. I have gone and pulled the, pulled the figs out. These two are a Walgreens exclusive. First... First, let's look at Bucky the Winter Soldier. He he has no accessories with him, much like much like his character in the show. As so far, he has no guns. He has no anything. He's fine. He's kind of he's kind of plain Jane, to be honest. I don't even know that like looking at this, except for the uh, adamantium arm. If I would vibranium arm rather, if I would uh, be able to tell that this was supposed to be Sebastian Stan or what. Let's sit him over there, and then in the other side we have. This is honestly the main event of the whole thing. We have John Walker. We have Johnny Walker, the new Captain America, played by the guy who was dud on a Lodge, uh, whatever number it was, that show that was on A&E for a while. It was actually on AMC and was called Lodge 49. Let's bust open the blade again because we gotta get his gun out of here. Our guy Johnny Walker is a Captain America who carries a pistola. This also comes with a, uh, with a piece of blonde hair that you could use if you want to take off his helmet and make him good old uh, John Walker, a.k.a. the new Captain America. Let's see what that looks like. Let's try that. Take off his helmet, put the hair on. Yeah, well, I don't know. It looks fine. Not that not that great, but he, uh, he looks pretty good in the cap outfit. It's just like the one that Johnny's wearing in the show with, like, three stripes across his uh, chest and a star. I kind of dig the story of John Walker, the guy who's the new Captain America uh, on on the show. When I was, like, when I was, like, first able to get access to comics, this was back when I was going to, like, the spinner rack at the 7-Eleven, and I had a little, little extra change. One of the early storylines I remember being into was in the whole, was the whole one where uh, Captain America quits. Like, like, homeboy is fed up with the government and what they're doing and these things they're doing in the name of America. So he, he decides to give it up and he wanders the earth as the nomad. He went through a phase where he walked the earth, much like 
much like your guy Icy Robots. Maybe that's where I got the uh, idea for. But he goes out there and he he walks the earth and he finds things about America to love all again. But while while he's gone, they replace him with this guy, the new uh, the new character in the show, John Walker. They replace him with this guy, John Walker. But eventually, it all comes to a head, as you can imagine, it does. And I don't I don't want to blow it for anybody who hasn't read these comics, but I. I kind of imagine that a lot of the people listening to the show are kind of familiar with the uh, the saga of John Walker. But this was this one I was heavily like following the comics. Like I was into Captain America a lot. He was one of my early fave heroes, and I would I would go down to the Seven Eleven, hit up the spinner racks, and I would come home with the new Captain America every month. And this was this was one of the things that was going on. It really blew my mind that homeboy quit being Captain America. That was crazy to me. And then the idea. The audacity that they would go and they would try to replace Steve Rogers with some jabroni named after named after alcohol. I couldn't believe it. I was gobsmacked. It was one of the craziest things. And when like when like Cap came back with that black and red Captain America suit, like he got a new shield from uh, Tony Stark. Like Tony Stark's like, I made this for you, Cap, and he gave it to Cap, and he had this black and red suit, and he came back as the Captain. That was. That was really dope. One of the things I recall happening in the, in the in the comics, and I'm not sure if this is exactly right, was that like Captain America set up like the Captain America hotline, and people could call in if they had crimes they wanted to report. And he had like volunteers in every state and volunteers in every city who would look into these calls, and if they were worthwhile, they would send them to Captain America, and he might he might show up in your town and do uh, whatever it takes to get justice for you. That went on for a while, I think. I wonder what those guys were called. I can't recall the uh the dudes who manned the Captain America hotline. That's that's the kind of job you might have to do for justice, but it's it's kind of it's kind of boring. They're probably called the Cat Patrol or the the Cat Posse. Let's let's go on the online. I actually have the online pulled up right now. Let's um Captain America hotline. The Captain America hotline. Captain America's hotline was a nationwide telephone service enabling American citizens directly contact Captain America with issues pertaining to national security. He established a toll-free hotline using funds, blah, 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 transferred, printed to him. It doesn't doesn't say what the dudes who manned it were called. Stars and Stripes? I don't know, but it shows a, shows a picture of an office. This is the hotline headquarters. That's cool, man. This was, this was not, like, super informative, but, uh... It says here that in the present day, Sam Wilson, the all-new Captain America, has, has reestablished the hotline as a way to reconnect with the American public. That's cool, man. What I would do is I would make it like a 900 number and I would charge everybody like 45 cents a minute to call and tell me all their woes. And I would use that. I would use that money to fund good works. I would use that money to fund like my Captain America stuff. Let's let's move forward in the show. These mini mates, I gotta say, they're somewhat average. The uh, the Winter Soldier, he's honestly kind of a throwaway guy. He's pretty he's pretty plain Jane and will most likely be used for customs in the future. But the, uh, the Captain America John Walker is pretty cool. I have like a million different uh, Captain Americas since he is one of my faves of all the times in space. I have a million of these, so uh, it's nice to have another cap for the set of caps. I wish... I wish the TV version of John Walker all the best. I hope things work out for him. But uh, Homeboy's got some big shoes to fill. We'll be back in a sec with some with some Mr. Sensational Gino Vega lunch stuff. But first, this. If you're looking for adventure this summer, escape. And with Marvel Comics, you're never alone. Escape. Because they can go with you. And with Marvel Comics. Discover the secrets of the South American jungle. Even on a rainy day. You're never alone. Marvel Comics are your ticket to fun and adventure this summer. Escape. With Marvel Comics. 
did Gino Vega Yesterday, hello IC Robot, it's Mr. Sensational Gino Vega calling to check in about what I had for lunch yesterday. Now what I had for lunch yesterday, I had empanadas for lunch yesterday. For those unfamiliar, these are, um, these one in particular alleged to be in the Argentinian tradition. I believe that empanadas, though, appear in many different uh, uh, Central American uh, countries, if, I'm, if I have that right. Anyway, essentially a, a doughy creation, uh, kind of like a, I don't know, a roll or something along those lines. I don't know how to describe it, but a, a buttery, doughy, flaky creation with filling. And these fillings can be savory, these fillings can be sweet. I was partaking in savory because I was eating these as a, a lunch food, not necessarily a dessert food. But they, they have some that, that veer into that realm. But I had uh, I had one that had um, like prosciutto and cheese in it. I had part of that one. I had one that had like mushrooms in it. And then I had one that had shrimp in it. Might, might, might uh, send... That might be a curve for some of the listeners, that, listeners out there, but, but don't get it twisted. It, it works. It works. Empanadas for lunch. I highly recommend it. We've got a new place that uh, serves them up downtown here, and I walked down and uh, got some to go. Talk to you soon. Empanadas are pretty great, dude, but I've only ever had them like one time at this place in Vallejo. It was like a bakery that was next to a Filipino grocery store that we were checking out. When we go to like, when we go to other towns to like visit and check things out, I I like to see like weird grocery stores insides and different places that we don't have here. So we were like checking out this, this Filipino grocery store and next door they had this bakery and in the bakery they had empanadas for like $1.25 each and they were like beef and chicken. I think they had goat. They had all kinds of different stuff. I got myself a couple beef ones and I, I thought that they were delightful. Like they were just like absolutely great, dude. That's the only time I've ever, I've ever had them though. And I would like to I would like to have them again. We've been meaning to take to take a trip down to uh, Vallejo. That's like that's like a few towns over. They have they have some stores that we don't have here. They have like this really great hot dog place and that grocery store I was talking about. They have like a lot of really neat independent thrift stores. I think it's kind of kind of like an up and coming region. I, I I dig it over there. It has more of like an urban vibe than um Santa Rosa. It's really really cool though. We have a good time going there. They have a Wiener Schnitzel and they have a Long John Silver's. We don't have either one of those in, in Santa Rosa. So we hit those up when, when we were there. But, uh, man, empanadas, that sounds so good right now. It's actually factually, like, super-duper cold in my house right now. And I have no I have no idea why. We've had, like, this nice spring weather, like, early early spring, you know, sort of vibe going on. But then all of a sudden, like, clouds rolled in, and it's, it's as cold as ice out there right now. Not quite that cold, but, like, the dog's back under a blanket. I'm back in a sweatshirt with a hood right now, and I'm wearing... I'm wearing shorts because I thought that it was going to, I thought it was going to warm up and that I was going to be out in the yard doing like yard stuff, but that, that hasn't came to pass. My fingers are freezing, but uh, a nice warm empanada would really, that would really do it. You can't see me, but I'm just like, I'm like all scrunched up. I'm like all scrunched into this, like this little ball of like freezing, whatever. I, I was also thinking about this. I think that this is the last ever Mr. Sensational Dino Vega lunch uh, gimmick. I I think that I might be announcing that to him as well right now. I think that he might be might be hearing this. But I, I get a few of them at a time from him. And this is the last one I have in the can. And from what I... What I hear, I should be eligible to get the vaccine in a couple of weeks. So I, I'm not sure we're going to re-up 
Mr. Sensational's contract. Plus, the money he's getting for that Mr. Sensational Gino Vega show is really blowing the uh, network budget out of out of whack. And we've been we've been kind of floating by with these lunch segments. But uh, if he's going to get a contract renewal and it's going to be an increase, I'm not sure that we we can go forward. But we'll find something else for Homeboy to do in the future. Um, I really appreciated all these lunches over the the whole time of this. This great pandemic. It's been nice to see what uh, people are doing to make the time go by. People are eating lunch. People are going out. People are walking around. And it's nice. Nice to hear from our guys. Nice to have our guy back in, like, full effect with the Mr. Sensational Gina Vega podcast every Wednesday right here on the IC Robots Radio Network. Big shout out to him. True superstar in the highest sense of the word. Let's see. What do we have next? Oh, in a sec, we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to talk about baseball cards, but I haven't I haven't had the fortune of hearing from our guy Steve Balboni in a few weeks, and that's got me that's got me a little concerned for a while. I was getting these messages from him on the red on the reg, but like I guess he and Donnie Baseball might be running into some trouble. I know not. I have no clue. But I started thinking about it, and I I decided why don't you take some of these fears, some of these concerns you have, and turn it turn it into like some kind of a creative work. So I made. I made a little fabrication of what I think is going on right now in the uh, in the Pacific Northwest with these two intrepid uh, Bigfoot hunters. I I framed it around a Shasta commercial. Shasta's been nice enough to sponsor some of the early episodes of the uh, Stuck at Home show, so I wanna I wanna send a big shout out to them. And the shout out is coming in the form of a free ad with Donnie Baseball. Where they are in the woods. Let's listen to that, and then we'll be back with uh, some baseball card talk. It's going to be great. Everyone is going to be happy. Life is going to be fun. Hey, everyone. This is me, Donnie Baseball, a.k.a. Don Mattingly, the greatest of all Yankee greats. Looking for Bigfoot is thirsty work, so when I have a big-time crave for liquids, and I happen to be at the Dollar Tree, I reach for Shasta, the best cheap soda around. Steve. There he is. Get him. Let's get to that shot. This is the trying to get vaccinated show. ISR taught me flip them packs and how to maintain. How, how to, to maintain. maintain. Get that money back and spend it on the same, same bank. Haul out. I be getting money. Till I fall out. Fall out. You talking cash. Dog. I goes all out. All out. Let's get to that shot. Yes, take a look at these sports cards. But great new way to relive the great moments of sports. You know that? On the front of each card are full-color pictures. You know that? Special symbols tell you at a glance the contents of all the cards and let you file them as you wish. On the back, dozens of fascinating facts. The record, who broke them and when. You know that? Plus the athlete's story, his achievements and setbacks. That next... A trip into the world of sports trading cards with the rated bookie Bruno. I see Robot. Hey, this is me, I see Robots, and I am back in the card vault. Let's see what I am going. I'm reaching away from the microphone and I apologize. I should have had this ready. I I don't mean to do that every time, and the next thing you know, I'm just like I'm like facing away from the microphone and yelling as loud as I can. But I wanted to I wanted to get this envelope. What I have right here is a card that I actually ordered. I got this one like weeks ago, and it took forever to get here. I wanted to I wanted to include it in last week's part of this uh, show, but I wasn't able to. Let me 
let me open it up here and we'll see what we have. Is it, is it in here? It is. Let me see what's on this piece of paper. They wrote me some kind of a note. It says, hope you enjoy it. That's, that's really nice. This came from Danville, Illinois. He really got tied up in the mail for quite a while. That's been, that's been happening more and more often lately. I know that uh, a lot of you guys probably order things in the mail and you've been noticing the exact same thing. We got to support the USPS, man. We need them to mail us cards. We need them to mail our toys. But what I have in my hands right now as we speak is a 1983 Tops card number 498, rookie of the Hall of Fame great, Wade Boggs. Virtuoso with a bat, Wade Boggs mastered opposing pitches with extraordinary vision and the ability to hit to all fields. Boggs total five batting titles, bringing together seven consecutive seasons of 200 or more hits, walking more than 100 times in four straight seasons, with his knack for reaching base, the only member of the 3,000 hit club to hit a home run for the milestone, Boggs retired with a lofty 328 batting average. Wade Boggs was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame in 2005. In my opinion, and I'm not alone in this, Wade Boggs was like the consummate hitter of the 80s and 90s. Dude was like a master of the art of swinging the bat. He could really just like, he could put wood on any pitch you threw at him. He hardly ever struck out. He walked a lot. He won many numerous batting titles. He played for the Red Sox, later for the Yankees, and then I think he also played for Tampa Bay. Was that who it was? The Devil Rays, I think. I think he was playing for the Devil Rays when he got his famed 3,000th hit. I was at the flea market this past weekend, and I actually found a, uh, I found a Wade Boggs starting lineup, so he's joining my, what's becoming my ever-growing starting lineup collection. I, I can't pass him up when I, when I see him at the flea market if they're, like, dudes I have, like, I have, like, any fondness for, because they're always, like, a dollar. I paid, like, I think I paid a dollar for the Wade Boggs, and then I paid a dollar, and I got a, who did I get the other week? I got Alan Trammell, I think, from the Tigers. At, at any rate, Wade Boggs, Wade Boggs was, like, the dude when it came to swinging a bat. He was also on Mr. Burns's famous softball team in the episode of The Simpsons where in which they played against Homer's team. I I have like this, I wouldn't even call it like an unofficial goal, but it does seem like I'm, I'm getting to where I'm getting all the rookie cards of the, uh, of the players on that team. But it also could be that like, I'm just looking for the rookie cards of the top guys of the 80s and all the top guys of the 80s were signed up by Mr. Burns. Let's, let's take a look at this card. What does it say about Wade Boggs? He's 6'2". 185, he bats left and throws right. He was drafted number seven. No, number one. I can't see there's a glare. No, it's a seven. He was drafted number seven by the Red Sox in the uh, in the 1975 amateur draft. He is, he's from Omaha, Nebraska. Now he lives in Tampa. He was in the minors for six years before he made it up to the uh, majors. That's a long time, dude. They'll often give up on you by that time. He spent three years at AAA. Let's see, uh... Hold on, I'm reaching away again, and I apologize. Let's see where he is located in my famous book, Baseball's Best 1000. This is one of the ways we frame these these baseball card segments. I apologize. I'm fumbling with the cover, dude. I should have I should have been more prepared, but we're winging it, dude. We're on a wing and a prayer. Wade Anthony Boggs is number 82, dude. Being the being the 82nd best baseball players of all the times and spaces. That's that is amazing. That's phenomenal. He was a third baseman and a DH for the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Devil Rays. He played from 82 
to 99. Wade Boggs was a hitting machine. He had beautiful level swing, a superior eye for pitches, and the patience to wait for the pitch he wanted to hit. Boggs was mired for six years in the Red Sox minor league system because apparently he was an indifferent fielder. That's important, dude. If you're going to be like a third baseman, you got to... You gotta be a glove smith like Matt Chapman, our guy on the A's. In 1983, Boggs won the first of many batting titles when he hit 361. Lifetime, he retired with an average of 328. He had 118 homers and 1,014 RBIs. Dude was just like, dude was the best. And apparently, there's all kinds of, let me apologize again. I'm, I'm putting this over here. Apparently, there's all kinds of wackiness around his personality as well. Like, homeboy would only eat chicken. On the day of the game, they called him, like, Wade the Chicken Man Boggs. I remember thinking that was, like, that was, like, kind of weird and wacky, even though it's, like, nowadays we realize chicken's high in protein, low in calories, low in fat. So I bet the, there are, like, there are, like, millions of athletes who only eat chicken on the day of the, uh, the day of the game. But I think that they tend to eat it, like, grilled chicken style. And our guy, Wade, he would eat, like, fried chicken every day. It wasn't like he was eating, like, some dry grilled chicken with broccoli. It was like a big plate of fried chicken with some, uh, some mashed spuds and whatever. He also, he was also, and this is all legend, dude, he has backed this up, but this isn't the kind of thing that we know if, is true or false. We have no idea. It is, it is what it is, but apparently our guy drank 107 beers in one day. There were Coors Lights from what he said, and that's, that's an amazing total. I can't even imagine drinking, like, 107 glasses of anything. Like, water. Anything in one day. Like, the amount of times you would have to go to the bathroom to relieve yourself is just, like... It's just, like, off the charts, dude. It's insane. If you drink, like... You drink, like, a couple, you're in, in, in the latrine. It's, like, you'd be there as much as you would be, like, enjoying your your drunken stupor. But he said... He said it was true. They approached him on TMZ, and he said that this was true. The most many beers you've ever drank in one day. In one day? Yeah. Over a hundred. Seriously? Yeah, over a hundred. Is it just in like you're just born with it? You just uh, you can tolerate it's it? It's not a hollow leg. Really? It's not a hollow leg, yeah. Is it true? My gut said that more than likely, homie drank, like, a lot of beers one day. Like, he drank, like, 30 or 40. And somehow, like, over the years, it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger until eventually it was, like, 585 beers. That's amazing. I can't even imagine, like, having that many anything. You're a legend, Wade Boggs. You're one of the all-time greats. Back in the day, dude, like, this card, this card that I have here in my hand, this Wade Boggs rookie, was one of the, one of the, like, unattainable cards. Because you could only get the cards that were, like, at your card shop or at a card show that you went to. And nowhere that I ever went had the Wade Boggs rookie card because everybody knew Wade was going to the Hall of Fame, so people were holding on to these like they were made of gold. And in a way they are, but not, not as much as we would have thought. I picked this one up for $8.00. I sniped at an auction in, like, the last minutes, and I, I grabbed this. I do, like, my sniping manually. Sniping is when you, like, come in the last second and try to buy something. So I sniped this one. I got it for a really good price. It's nice. It's not, like, perfectly centered. It's not, like, it's not off by very much, but you want your card like, nice and centered, but it's not perfect. But the corners are really sharp, and I'm not really so much, like, a condition guy. I just like having a card. They're all just, like, they're fun memories of my days of yore. You know what I'm saying? This is, like, my fun memories, and I enjoy having them. I enjoy this Wade Bog card. I like my Wade Bog starting lineup. I just like everything right now. I'm in a great mood, having a good time, freezing to death, but still trying to enjoy life. Let's move forward in the show. Dude, the next segment's a big one. The famous turtle hashtag case has been solved, and we will be back in a moment with what that truth is. <laughs> 
investigation update. This is actually factually more than just another turtle update. This is in fact the turtle investigation conclusion. Your boy, the neighborhood gumshoe, the number one guy in this area who's uh as far as solving crimes and such is me, Icy Robots, and I have broken this case wide open. Let's let's take this back a little bit and we'll we'll talk about what the what the actual factual case is. I I walk around my neighborhood a lot, you know, getting exercise, getting sun, getting poker stops, doing all these things, and I've started finding these these small plastic turtles laying all around the place with the uh, with the hashtag THS. That is T is in Tom, H is in Hat, S as in Savoir Fair. I I found maybe like six or seven different ones all around the hood, and the one that was like closest to me was at our little library out in front of the house, and I. I did a bit of research, I hit a few homies on the internet, I asked all kinds of people what they thought THS might stand for, and while I did get some clever ideas and some yucks out of it, I, I wasn't able to like really get any kind of concrete evidence. I asked I asked around, I asked people that I would see walking about doing stuff that I that I happen to know. I've asked some of my neighborhood poo butts and they didn't they didn't have a clue either and the investigation had gotten to the point where it had reached an impasse. I I had done all that I could. I'd reached out. I'd questioned. I'd investigated. I've done all sorts of things in hopes of finding out what the THS means. But I had also prepared you guys. Excuse me. My my cans are slipping off my ears right now. I had, I had informed you guys that there is a small chance that we may never get to the bottom of this. We may never find out. This isn't an episode of a... Law and Order, this isn't an episode of Perry Mason, this isn't an episode of uh, Ironsides, we may not ever find out, but guess what? We did. We have in fact found out, and I shall now tell you the story of how I found out. I was out I was out at the uh, little library in front of the house the other day, I, I picked up a bunch of um, scholastic books at the uh, St. Vincent de Paul, some really, some really cool 80s ones, and I was putting them out there for people to peruse when... A lady, a nice lady that I have seen around the hood, came up to me, and she saw me doing what I was doing, and she said, Excuse me, this is going to sound weird, but did you happen to find a turtle here? And she pointed down to where I, in fact, found the first turtle that got the jump off jumping on the little library base. And I said, You know what? Was this a turtle that said THS on the bottom? And she looked at me like, Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I said, I did, in fact, find the turtle. Hold on. So I went back inside the house, and I brought the turtle out, because I, I took it in to take some pictures of and to show you guys and stuff. And I said, is this is this the one you're looking for? And I'm getting pretty excited at this point, because I think, like, this is it. The case is going to get busted open right now. I am going to find out what this is all about. And I'm like, is this the one? Is this what you're looking for? And she goes, oh, my gosh. Thank you. These belong to my son, and he likes to put them around and come back and get them later. And when this one didn't turn back up, he was getting all frantic. He was freaking out. And I said, I hate to ask. I don't want to bother you. But uh, what does hashtag THS means? And she said, oh, that's his initials. And she told me his name, and I don't want to say it on the uh, on the air. But let's just say it's Tommy Hansen Sawyer. And then she told me that this young lad, Tommy Hansen Sawyer, he thinks that a hashtag is like a period, right? Like what you would put for like your initials because he sees hashtags on all kinds of things, on the tweets, on the TV, on whatever. So to him, you put a hashtag before you put your name or before you put your initials. And he was putting all of his initials on his turtles so that someday he would find them. And in fact, he had found all of them except for the one that I took inside to investigate further. So there you have it. 
Tommy Hansen Sawyer. Was that the name I made up? I think it was, but I can't really say for sure. But hashtag THS is some kid's initials. And he likes these turtles, and he likes to see where they wind up, and he likes to find them later when he comes back. And then one day, he was at the library, and he thought that this would be, like, a fun place to put it. And then the lady told me how much they enjoy the library, and, like, during this... This whole year, they've been coming to get DVDs, and they like to go home, they watch them, and it's been a way for them to occupy their time, and they're really very appreciative. And I said, hey, you know what? This turtle hashtag thing, this has been a way for me to spend time. I've been investigating this like crazy. I'm a neighborhood gumshoe. I don't know if you know that, but my name is Icy Robots P.I., Private Investigator. And she's like, oh, no, I, I wasn't aware of that. But uh, there you go, dudes. We got to the bottom of this. It has been solved. This is great. I'm really really happy to be able to finally share this for you because this all came to light like after I had finished the last episode so I couldn't go back in and put it put it in there I didn't want to it would interrupt the flow blah 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 and it's nice to have something fun for next week but I've been sitting on this for so long and I'm just I'm excited to get it out man let's uh let's move forward though time waits for nobody um I've recorded this over at the Dollar Tree let's check that out and we shall be right back Let's get to that chapter. Hey guys, this is me, your G guys, your robots, and I'm trying to keep down low because I'm in the store over at the Dollar Tree right now. You know, during this like during this entire year, the Dollar Tree has been one of my steady go out and have fun kind of things. There hasn't been like a whole lot of them because California's been on lockdown for like over a year straight, but I I allowed myself to go out to get some necessary supplies over at the Dollar Tree once a week and I I gotta give a big shout out to them, but I, I mean, I'm here now, and I, I'm gonna get these two final faction action figure sets. Well, one's, a, one's an action figure, and another one is a weapon in the pack. I really dig these final factions. They're an exclusive Dollar Tree line where there's like one set of good guys, and then there's a set of like evil alien invaders, and they have all the good guys. I'm looking, looking at the sheet right here. I have Steadfast, Shift, Steel, Ruck, and then I just got the robot ACRM the other day. That's, that's Engineer Nerd's fave, but I only have the one bad guy here that I have in my hand. He is a hive class drone. This is like this is like one of the soldiers in the set. The Karn drone class is a basic grunt used for combat and labor operations. That's what it that's what it says on the back. But I also got the Quake Arm Pack for the Karn. These are like a smaller pack of three weapons inside that he can use to, like, I guess make Earthquake. Let's see, it says it comes with a grabber, which shoots a projectile, an acid spitter, which attaches to the back and it shoots short-range acid. And then there's also a spike launcher. These are both fun. I think that, like, for $2, this is a fun little investment. I had a pack, I had a weapon pack, and then a figure that I bought last week, the female figure. What was her name? Her name is Shift. I bought Shift, and then I bought, like, a pack of guns. And, like, last week I sat at the table, and I, I opened them up, and I, I, you know, put the guns on her, and I, I played with her a little bit. And it was, you know, a fun, like, 20 minutes that I had. I took a couple pictures. It was a good time for a, for a dollar. I gotta, gotta send a big shout-out to Final Fashion. Gotta send a big shout-out to Dollar Tree. But let's let's see what uh, other three items I have. I let myself five items trip just to make it, like, a game as well. I got a bag of ice. I got a bag of sugar-free dum-dums. I love dum-dums. I love a sucker dude. Just love them. But uh, I got a bag of sugar-free dum-dums. These two things here. The bag of ice. And the final thing that I have this trip is 
a can of stacks. The uh, knockoff type Pringles that they have here at Dollar Tree. It's been fun. I'll uh, see you guys back at home. First into flame. All right, my guys, I'm back at home. Hold on. I apologize. This is like the biggest trope of the show. This show shouldn't be called the Get in the Vax show or whatever. This should be called like the Reaching Behind You to Get Stuff show. That's. That's the most appropriate title I've ever heard. But I'm, I'm back from the store right now, and I have I have my final factions with me right here. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna pop this open. I just I think these guys are so fun, man. If I if I was like a young sprat and I knew that I could go down to the store and get like an entire line of action figures with accessories for like twelve dollars, I would be just I would be over the moon. These guys would be like the good guys would be with GI Joe. The aliens would be like Cobra androids or like Cobra monsters or something. I I don't know, but they would fit in well. I would see the final faction. The good guys is like they're like a group of mercenaries or like a separate group of good guys who are deciding to deciding to hang out with the Joes for the purpose of fighting Cobra and the Karn. I've opened the I've opened the drone right now. These are very basic action figures with one, two, three, four, five points of articulation the generic five much like a uh, old school star wars guy but the the molds on these and the carving on these guys i feel like is much higher quality than one would ever expect for an action figure that costs a dollar this guy this guy comes with a ray gun but i also purchased this accessory set and i'm gonna i'm gonna open that right now let me um let me make some more annoying sounds into the microphone. Uh, let's see. What we have here is, this is some kind of, what is this? This goes on his back, maybe? Let's see. He has a, yeah, this goes on his back. And it has, like, these over-the-shoulder uh, monster beams. They look like a, like they're made out of, like, bones or whatever. The the backpack itself looks like, it's like, like an insect, like a beetle's hide with, like, these two Hydra heads coming out over the top. Very cool. I think that, um, I think this other piece is also, yeah, that is one as well. They kind of, they kind of act as like an over-the-shoulder, like, super death ray kind of thing. We got a grabber. This one is called the Spike Launcher. It attaches to the back and shoots a short-range spiky projectiles. There's also supposed to be another piece here that I... Oh, here it is. Here's Hawkeye's bow. When I opened that Hawkeye mini made, I lost his bow, and there it is, right there on my desk. Where's the third piece for this, though? I, I know not. What's the one that I'm missing? I cannot find the grabber. That's his like, his gat, his his sidearm. Did it go underneath here? No. Is it over here? No. Here's a last record store sticker that I got the other day when I was over at the shop. Big shout out. No. Big shout out to my guy Jerry. No, Jerry's Gino Vega's best pal, and he's no. He's recently no announced that he's going to be taking over ownership of the Last Record Store, the venerated Last Record Store, one of my favorite places to go in Santa Rosa. Is going to be run by Gino's good pal Jerry. I'd like to think of Jerry as a friend. I don't know him as well. I don't know him as well as Gino naturally, but I've met him many times, and he's really a nice guy, really great, friendly dude. And I'm happy to see that the. The shop is going to be in some qualified hands. I've really been been vamping here, hoping I could find the weapon. But man, I am such a dork. I can never, I can never find these things that I'm looking for. But then I always end up finding them like weeks later. That's so weird though, because I just, I just opened it. I didn't hear it fall. Oh, here it is, right here next to the other stuff. I wonder why I didn't even notice. I am such a dork. 
something wrong with me, guys. I'm trying to, like, talk to you, record a show, edit a show, make sure the levels are going well all at the same time. And sometimes, sometimes it just doesn't go as well as you would like. But here it is. Here's the grabber. I have it right here in my hand. This is, like, another another gun. When you add him together with the backpack, the over-the-shoulder backpack, and the guns, he's a really decent action figure for... For $2 for all this stuff out of this world. He doesn't really stand up that well. I do have to be honest in that regard. But you can't, you can't get everything. Do you know? There he is standing actually pretty, pretty good. Cool stuff over at the, uh, Tree de Dolario. Let's get to that shot. Yo, Icy Robots, just kick a little something for them cars that be bumping. Will do. Can't stop. Won't stop. This is me, Icy Robots. And check it out, dude. During that little gap right there, I went online and I got myself a vaccine appointment here in lovely Santa Rosa. I got a hot tip from a friend of mine on my phone. I investigated it and there are a ton of open shots there at the uh, fairgrounds on the week of the 15th and the 16th. And I was able to, I was able to get one. They opened it up to anybody who was over 16 and I grabbed one. So let's Let's be happy about that. It looks like that day we're talking about all the time where we're going to walk off into the sun maybe, maybe sooner than we think. I I think that next week may end up being the end of the Trying to Get Vaccinated show because we will have, in fact, got vaccinated. I got to see if there's any loose ends I got to tie up, but check it out, man. This has been a long and arduous year. It's been hard. It's been rough. It's been tough. There have been so many wacky things going on. I don't even I don't even know what to say, and I was happy to be with you guys for these these 77 episodes or whatever we're at right now. It's been a really long ride. It's been a really fun ride. But your guy needs a little time off before we jump into some new project. Don't worry. There will be a new project. Don't even sweat it. I'm not like... I'm not announcing my retirement. I just kind of got to get all my ducks in a row to think about what the new show is going to be, what the new show is going to be like, what kind of themes we're going to explore, things like that, man. This is this is something I do that I really do enjoy. So don't don't get it twisted. I'm not like heading for the hills for life. I'm just heading out into the sun to enjoy my life as it were. Once I get that shot in my arm, we'll see how things go. Maybe, uh, maybe then we'll... Man, I'm really excited. This has been, like, a long, hard year, like I just said. And the idea that, like, we started off not knowing anything, and now we're at the point where there's an actual factual vaccine that exists. And your guy's gonna get a shot into his arm. And then we're gonna all be good in the hood. You guys... You guys gotta get it if you get the chance. You gotta take it. You gotta get it as soon as you possibly can because this is a this is a risky bug we got out there. We wouldn't be hiding in our houses for so long if it wasn't if it wasn't a risky bug. I understand vaccines are scary and shots are scary and nobody likes a shot and nobody likes a vaccine. I get it. Nobody wants to do it, but these are these are the things that as a society we just gotta we gotta grit our teeth. We gotta tough it out. We gotta get that shot in the arm. We gotta improve the the overall immune ratio in the universe, dude. I guess. I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm really tired right now. It's been a long, hard week. Shoveling dirt, jibba-jabbing to you guys, doing all these things that we that we love to do. So I guess next week we're gonna wind it in. We're gonna wind in this whole this whole sickness topic. It's been it's been a long time, but we're gonna we're going to move on to enjoying life. That's going to be the new theme of things going forward, enjoying life. So I will see you guys next week. It's going to be great. But until then, when you get the chance, get that shot. E-L-E. That's right. E-L-E. What does E-L-E stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. But you got to believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. 
everybody. Rains are back. Everybody love everybody. Right like there on the wall. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. Yeah!